0: No, I'm not going to tell you that.
1: Psalms chapter 150 it says praise ye the Lord praise God in his sanctuary and right now we're in his sanctuary it says to praise him in the firmament of his power the presence of God and the power of his spirit is in the house praise him for his mighty acts Has he done anything for you praise him according to his excellent greatness I'm glad that God is greater than me. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instrument and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbal. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbal. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. If we're here, we walked into the building. If we're here, we're and if you have bread, then you owe it to the Lord to praise him. Praise ye the Lord.
0: Yeah. You. Amen. Move the mountains. to the winds and waves. Be still, cast out.
2: prayer conference. Because without the blessing of your leader, praise the Lord, the Lord does not honor that, praise the Lord, when we're not subjected or submitted to leadership. So we thank the Lord for our pastor and first lady, for our pastoral team and their blessings to continue with uh, our services. Um, Reverend Munden, Reverend Parks, Reverend Fowler, In their going forth, Evangelist Irving leading us in pre-service prayer, Uh, uh, Reverend Smith all the way from Alabama. I certainly want to thank the prayer team, amen, for their dedication to pray. The dedication and the sacrifice. Thank you, Sister Angie. Thank you, Sister uh, Joy. Thank you, uh, Sister Lane Cook, Sister Cologne, and Brother Cologne. Thank you, Sister Yas for putting our programs together. It, it seems like a small thing, but it took so much. Opportunity. from their job to be here. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for those. From Staten Island, New York, by way of Louisiana, I believe. Praise the Lord. We thank God to have her in our midst. Praise the Lord. Amen. At this time, we do want to make a few presentations. I know Darrell. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Darrell. You're too preachy. I'm gonna save, save you from saying it. Save that little bit of oxygen. I don't say it. We want to make um, a presentation. We're gonna ask the Wendy. Atkins Marshall to come on up. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Dr. Marshall said, That's it. That's That's her daughter. She's adopted her. Amen. We want to thank you and present you with this token of our love and appreciation from the prayer team. It was such a pleasure for you to be here and to speak. Uh, we're going to ask Dr. Marshall to come up, and we want to just give her a token of appreciation also from the prayer team.
3: So fast, Sister Duvall. Come on back up here. Amen. 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 (laughs) We just want to thank. Praise the Lord. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Sister Duvall. Brother Duvall is happy, he happens to be absent. We know that we speak for the prayer team. Would you stand, those of you that are part of the prayer team? Really, it's the whole church, but those that labor on Saturday morning in prayer. We want to thank you as the leader of the prayer team, the prayer coordinator. We couldn't ask for a better one. Amen. Praise God. Brother Duvall to take up the mantle to begin the prayer ministry. And and it went from, it started with a very tragic thing that happened in your life. And then the few of us gathered and began to pray. And we went from just prayer on Saturdays to a prayer ministry, having prayer conferences, traveling to other prayer conferences, and just a vision just was realized through you. So we thank God for you as a visionary. We absolutely love you, don't we? We pray for you, and we thank God for you. Now, we have a few gifts that the prayer team got together uh, to give to you. You don't have to open it right now, but one is for you. That's for Brother Duval, actually. This one is for you. Yeah, you're going to have your arms full, so I'm just it. <laughs> And these are for both you and Brother Duvall. Again, we love you and we thank God for you. Where's Reverend Munden? I told him to stay close. (laughs) So if you don't know, uh, Reverend Munden is also over the prayer ministry. And he leads by example. He's also here, eight o'clock, as he would say, 0800 <laughs> on Saturday morning. And we want to present this gift to him as well. We thank God for him as a leader who leads well. God bless you, Reverend Mundin. Amen. Come on, let's give both of them a hand.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone. We're thankful for those that will encourage us to have a conversation with the Lord in prayer. We're so thankful for our Brother and Sister Duvall, Sister Crystal, the prayer team, and how the prayer team has led us into this place of worship that we're in right now through our eighth annual prayer conference this week. Let us stand. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. This is the point where everyone gets an opportunity to be involved in the service, and that is tithe and offering, tithe and offering. And so we're going to prepare for the offering as those who are assisting, our ushers would come forth, those that are assisting with our iPads, we're able to give by card, we're able to give in cash, we're able to give online. So those are the ways that we can give. I want to dismiss Children's Church at this time, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we're thankful for all that you do in our lives. We're thankful for what we've been led into, oh God, through our praise and worship. We look forward, oh God, to hearing the word through Dr. Marshall. We ask that you anoint her for this service. We pray over this offering at this time. Let it continue, oh Lord God, to be a part of the ministries of Life Church. Bless those that give today, Lord. Bless them abundantly in their lives and in their homes and in their finances. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray, in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to ask that uh, those that are here come down through the middle, go back up the sides as you come and give in Jesus' name. Children's Church is released. Children's Church is released uh, to your service at this time. Please come and give in the offerings. At this time, we're preparing for the introduction to our speaker. Assistant Wendy's gonna come and introduce our speaker. Good
4: morning. My name is Wendy. I am the assistant to Dr. Bonnie Marshall. And it has been such a pleasure to be able to be with her here during this prayer conference. It was so needed, I know for myself. And I have just seen God just move on everybody here. I want to thank um, Sister Naval for inviting or allowing me to come and tag along with Dr. Marshall during this visit. So it's just been tremendous. Um, I do have some notes here, like I said, because I am a talker. And I want to make sure I stay on point here. Um, I met Dr. Bonnie Marshall at the end of 2021 uh, when she had come and she was preaching uh, several messages and I was going through such a hardship in my own life. Um, I had gone through a divorce. My daughter um, is a two-time cancer survivor, uh, leukemia. She had just recovered. God healed her. His name. And I was just at a place where I wasn't sure what to do, and just asking God, you know, how am I here again? What what does my life look like now? And uh, Pastor Marshall came, and I'm saying Pastor Marshall, well, she's my first lady, but <laughs> she came and she just ministered, you know, and she was, her first message, I'll never forget it, she said, stop drawing circles around the events in your life, because they're all connected. And as she just began to do that, I just felt like that message was specific for me. You know how you go and you're listening and you're wondering, did somebody tell
2: this person my business?
4: You know, and, and I know I only told God, you know, in my heart, but she's just up there, just, you know, all in my living room and kitchen and, you know, drinking Kool Aid and whatnot. And so I just felt like that message had to be from God to me. And so. Um, I really connected with her, I had no idea how close we would become, but in, in just that short of time she became my mentor, uh, mentoring me in ministry and altar service, and uh, my best friend, my mom, in Jesus' name, <laughs> and I just thank God for that, I thank God for that. I have watched her, I've shadowed her. and. I've seen her minister, I think what, what awes me is that she she never meets a stranger, and she always takes an opportunity to minister, always. So we go into a restaurant, we're bringing the, the service person to church, amen? The cashier, in Jesus' name, will be baptized on Sunday. That's just how that works, but it is such, encouragement because it shows me this is what i need to be doing so when i go to walmart i'm not just going to walmart right we're going there we're always ministering you're always on you're always on and it has been such a pleasure she's been such um, an example to me and god and i i'm just honored to to know her and to be in her life amen she has a bachelor's degree in law she has a master's degree in psychology a doctorate in counseling She's the CEO of an online program, Pathway USA. If you're interested in uh, getting any type of additional, uh, not counseling, but uh, education on counseling, that is a great opportunity. She also has her own private practice as a professional counselor, and she is a professor of psychology at CLC in Stockton, California.
1: Now yesterday
4: I said, if you've ever met her, she needs no introduction. But even if you have never met her, she needs no introduction, because her works go before her. Amen. Please welcome, with love, my mom, Dr. Bonnie Marshall.
5: She didn't drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid. She lied. (laughs) This girl here, she she takes care of me in, uh, in, in, in everything, from scheduling to appointments and everything, she takes care of me, but she's a great daughter. She's a great daughter. I love her.
1: She has a Master's in Social
5: Work. Okay, so she's educated, intelligent, and wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and single. You have to go prove now. And I have a handout. See who's you? I'll tell you. This girl can sing too. I'm trying to adopt a lot of people here. Thank you. Well, you put me on the spot, girl. <laughs> this morning service, and you got to sing. You got a song? No. No. Sister Duval said you could sing. Sister Duval. Where's Sister Duval? Right. Sister Duval. She. See, you said she could. Okay, come on. Okay. <laughs> you, you can sing, baby. Sister Duval said you could sing something about Jesus. All right, come on now. I'm, I'm waiting ready. now. Right? Woo!
0: King and it must be Jesus. Will you let him come in? What you let him in today? What do you mean to say? Open up your heart and let the Lord come in.
5: I met Tasha this morning and I'm telling you what, God wants to fill her with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and strength. She's, she's such a wonderful person. She's helping other people. Tasha, we're going to do it. And she's got, she's got three children there, right there. Okay. My goodness. I love church. Yeah. I love being with the church. We're going to talk about... 1 Peter chapter 1, 8-9. Pastor Bishop Crutchfield, Sister Crutchfield, I know you're not here today because you're with family, but we feel you today. Thank you so much for having me at at your beautiful, beautiful church, having me at life. You've got great people, Pastor Crutchfield. They miss you. So please come back tomorrow. They've got great, great, great pastoral staff here that have done a great job. Sister Duval, Thank you for an amazing prayer conference. And thank you that I'm a small part. Of it. Thank you. That's my honor, and all of the pastoral staff here. Um, you know, Reverend Munden, Reverend Parks. Thank you so much for just taking care of us and your and your wives as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so. First Peter chapter one eight to nine. I'm gonna ask you today to choose. See, life's full of choices. So today we're gonna choose, and this is what we're gonna choose. Contingent happiness or courageous joy? You wanna choose happy or you wanna choose joy? You're thinking, I thought it was safe. It's not. (laughs) First Peter 1, chapter eight. Uh, First Peter, chapter one, verses eight and nine. Whom having not seen, you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Peter was talking to people that were, they, they were not comfortable. They were not, perse- they were persecuted. He he said to them, "You do, you, you haven't seen God. Anybody here seen, I haven't seen God. He's invisible. He's he's spirit." Okay, John, chapter four. God is spirit, so I haven't seen him at, in the like like I see you. But I've seen him, and you have too. Even though you, he said, but you haven't seen him, but you still love him. What what's wrong with you? You don't see somebody, you still love them. I haven't seen Jesus' face. I still love him. What's up with that? How do I do that? And then he says, "You you you now see him not yet. You believe in him, and you rejoice like he he's there. You know why? Because he is there. That's why we rejoice." I, I want to take her back to New York. Y'all, need, need mother right there. I mean, I They're all sitting there like and I, and you may be seated. Thank you. Thank you media for putting that up. I want you to leave that up there. We are all exhausted. I know mean, well if you're not I am. We are <laughs> My goodness. Please let me stay here for two more days. I don't want to go back to New York this afternoon. I've got a a flight to catch at 4.30 back to New York City. And really, I don't want to go. I want to stay in Georgia. Please, sister. (laughs) This is so much more gentle. Right, Wendy? I know it. We are exhausted taking care of family needs and working two jobs, some of us. caring for the children. When you're out of the military, you you look for other jobs to do so that you can support it. We stretch ourselves to do so much, church. In every season of our lives, in every place of our existence, there is tension and conflict. In some, some level, we go through tension and conflict. And from the wrenching reality of maybe losing a loved one or losing a spouse and divorce or separation or... Marital issues to financial crashes and banks folding up Addictions addiction of the child that you brought up from the time she was born and you had a future and all of a sudden They're, they're addicted. You're like what what's happened God? Where, where, where did Where did the, the road take a left? That, that my child is not my child anymore We're exhausted and what's more, when the difficulties of life show up, we crave an explanation. You better tell me what happened, God. What did I do wrong? Or what did they do wrong? And if you don't explain to me, then I'm not going to accept this. And sometimes God doesn't explain. That makes it worse. Because you don't even know why. You, 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 so then you can't pin something on somebody or some circumstance. Why did this happen? I have asked that. When things have gone wrong in my life, I said, why? Why? I mean, is it me? Because if it's me, then then tell me so I can just make some changes and I can get everything back to, back together. If it's somebody else or something else, then tell us. And we cannot help but search for meaning in the face of tragedy, confusion, and pain. And this inclination in, is part of what makes us us. You know, when we can't find answers, we we often come up with our own. If God's not going to give me a why or a reason for what this is. Then I'm going to come up with my own. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I deserve this. Maybe it's a punishment. And, and if you're like me, your answer is often not a good one. <laughs> I'm glad some people like to think I'm funny. <laughs> Our bad answers cause us to respond to pain in ways that can cause more pain to ourselves and other people. And this is the story, of course, of Job. You know, I, mean, I must have been bad. That's why you killed my children and you Come took you on. took away everything and my, my my business went bankrupt. I must be the bad one. So you know, let me tell you something. God doesn't uh, you know God doesn't allow bad things in your life often. Not not because you're bad. Because he wants. The devil is not behind him. God's behind him. Now, you're thinking, what? God's behind him? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? When God got in the boat and the storm arose? Yeah, he was sleeping. He was not really. But then you see. he was in the boat and the storm arose and the winds buffeted the boat and everything and people and people were like you better save us Lord or we're going to die I wish Jesus got up and said who do you Lord's like no, don't sweat it. I'm in the boat with you. You know what? I sometimes think I do this in the Bible. You know, I, I read Bible stories and I imagine in my mind that I'm a little fly or on the wall watching the whole thing. And I'm thinking, wow, you must have been in the boat and you probably told the storm before all of them got on the boat. You told the storm, hey, at some point. To arise, Storm. You understand? I'm God. God. I I made you, so so just listen. These these guys are playing Monopoly. Yeah? yeah, And they're all happy. They're thinking that this is going to be a dinner cruise. Okay. You're going to arise and you're going to scare
3: the whatever out of them.
5: Okay. And then I'm gonna come and tell you to just be calm, to <laughs> so understand who I am.
6: That's
5: right. That as long as I'm in the boat with. And the Lord says, This is just what I imagine. It's not in the
7: Bible.
5: I'm not trying to add to the word, Pastor. Not, you know. and then the storm is like, Yes, sir, we're, we're, we're going to scare them. We're going to scare them. And the storm arose, and the Lord said, Yes, yeah, good. See them kind of freak out. And then the Lord says, Okay, peace be still. Who are you that you even speak to the storm? Say, you know what? If you have a storm in your life, Yeah. We I mean I know that Sunday is great. We come to church, we, we have a great time, we meet people of like faith, and we're happy. And I wish that we could be happy until Thursday. But then I mean by Thursday, we're just we're just struggling again, we're fighting, and we're miserable again, we're anxious again, we're depressed again. Listen, this is not I appreciate, you know, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite. I love it. Family and all the food and everything. I like food. My goodness, yesterday I was surrounded by food. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Munden, for, for giving us a good time. But yeah, let me tell you this, okay? Oh my goodness. And, and I like I like those traditions of Thanksgiving. Christmas different things. It's not God's will for us to have a tradition of depression twice a year. Depression is not a tradition. Don't Don't be, don't be, don't go there. It's not the will of God for us to struggle with anxiety twice a year. The devil pranks us through your mind, your office, your bedroom, your marriage. He brings bills you cannot pay, people you cannot please, alcohol you cannot resist. The joy offered by God is different. It's different than the one promised at the car dealership. Now I know, it. yesterday we went to Savannah, we were all excited, I ate ice cream. Where is that? That the world famous, I think it was Leopold's. Oh my goodness, I want to transport Leopold to New York City. New York is like, they brag about all the kind of, they don't have a Leopold.
3: No wonder there's a long line.
5: I'd waiting that line amazing. I, mean, I don't even eat ice cream. I was sending pictures of ice cream to my husband. I was like, "What?" He's like, "What?" He texts me, he said, "I'm checking on you, okay?" is different than the one that is promised at your shopping mall. In those- Perfect. <laughs> and then they send me a heart. What does that mean? You're having a heart attack? Don't be sending me emojis. Send me a few words. Thank you would be nice. She was just trying to be a good friend to this other friend. I asked her, I said, Tasha, man, you, you're a support system. She said, yeah, you know, she's my friend. I mean, my goodness, we even sleep with our phones on Wow. And I'm like, Tasha, have you ever had the experience of receiving this power of God come on, come on. that will give you that eternal. She said, No. I said, well, Today. Yeah. And she brought. Am I right we talk about that? And she, she introduced me to her beautiful children. Oh, yeah. okay. hmm. I feel that there's more than. Just Tasha here, and, he, and 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 I'm just saying, if you're visiting here for the first time, you could have been coming here for the last few weeks, last few months. But there is a resilient, ballistic, strong power that God wants to deposit in your life this morning that will that will that will enable you. To, to take on that, that issue, that problem, that toxic person, that whatever. That, that will give you that ballistic, strong power. And so when this is over, I'd like you to come so we can pray together and you can receive that power and go home and you'll have a Sunday you've never had before. Scripture, thank you. Peter. You know the scripture. You know Peter was not talking to, uh, to, to. Uh, Peter wasn't talking to the average American. That you could go to a room, switch on, flip, flip a switch, and the light comes on. Or, you know, you could, you could make coffee with those little Keurig. I'm sorry, that's good. It's, I just like a big pot. <laughs> anyway, Peter, Peter was speaking to persecuted Christians. Peter was saying this: "Hey, you can have joy." You know who he was talking to? He was not talking to Americans that had, you know, a re- decent life. He was talking about pers- he was talking to persecuted Christians that were in jail, that were in a dungeon. He was telling them people that had nothing, "You can have joy." I mean, what they? I wonder what they thought. What joy? We're in jail. He was talking to people who had been driven from their cities, separated from their families, that they have this unspeakable joy. So he was not talking about circumstance. He was talking about a state of mind. You don't have- pursue happiness happiness is over here you know you know all that all what you need and everything relationship is great your husband loves you your wife loves you the children are all awesome they worship that's if all that happy you're happy because your circumstance is great if you pursue happy you're gonna you're gonna miss out on holy okay but if you pursue holy happy will follow you. Been taken from you, church. It's 12 o'clock. What has been taken from you? Has it been your health, your house? Have you buried a dream? A dream that your marriage would be what you wanted? I've buried dreams. I've had a dream when I was in my 20s. I don't even remember when that was. That was kind of a long time ago. You're like, my goodness, how old are you? I'm not <laughs> <I> tell you? <laughs> have you buried a dream? I have. Have you buried hope for a happy marriage? Have you buried a friend? Have you buried a mother or a father, a child? And as you look at these burial plots of your life, do you have burial plots? I do. Is your joy buried there as well? See, when you substitute courageous joy for contingent happiness, you set yourself up for unbearable disappointment. Yeah. Happiness is contingent upon your circumstance. Your circumstance is good, you're happy. Joy, it doesn't depend on anything but your made-up mind. No matter what your circumstances, you're going to be joyful. Contingent happiness is dependent upon us. That means contingent happiness says, I'll be happy when? Be happy when I have a I have a new relationship I have a new boyfriend I have I have a new I have a new husband I have a new wife I'll be happy when I have the, enough money I, I I'll be happy when 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 my business is good when my health when I'm healed I'll be happy then I can serve God uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I have a new, let me tell you, I'll be happy when I'm healed or have a new house. Contingent happiness depends upon the right, it would last as long as the circumstance lasts. That means, you know, know, your new house is going to get old. Yeah. Your your new relationship, believe me, that'll get old too. Your new dress, you'll be delivering it to the Goodwill store in a year. You know it. A new house will get old, a new relationship can disappoint, and by the time you reach old age, you have ridden a roller coaster ride of hope, disappointment. Hope, disappointment. Hope. You become sour, resentful, and fearful. Contingent happiness turns us into wounded people. But then joy. Joy is courageous, it turns you into powerful people. Because because you've got a made up mind nothing's going to shake you. No no no. They can leave you, they can die on you and they can they will separate you from the love of God. You're like, well, you mean I cannot separate myself from the No, you can. You can run. Yeah, you can. I mean, people run from God all the time. And you're like, no, I don't want God. Thank you very much. No need church. You can run. You can't hide. You cannot be separated from the love of God. He's already said that. That means wherever you are in a hole, he'll find you. And he'll love you and he'll protect you. Not separated from Jesus because he said if you are in Christ this joy cannot be taken from you. So this is what I want this morning. I want you to be in Christ. We're going to do whatever we can so that you can be in Christ. When you're in Christ I came from a family. A family said, my mom, mom and dad, great people. They loved me, they support me. They were good people, but they were not Christian. I came from a Hindu background, worshiped many idols. My mother, my father, my grandfather, great-grandfather, great great grand I don't know how long, my mother's got the family tree. And, and were all priests. They were priests in the Hindu temples. It was, it was unthinkable for me. It was unthinkable for me to walk into a church like this. Oh, they would know. There would be persecution. They would just, that's it. It would be finished. So I couldn't. I couldn't find out anything about anybody. I heard the name Jesus vaguely, but I thought, you know, he's a good teacher. That's fine. It's all good. And one day I became sick sick in my body to the point where uh, you know the doctors were like we don't know what's wrong with we need to do a cat scan might be a tumor in the brain tumor in your whatever they did all kinds they thought I had a tumor and so they did all kinds of cat scan they gave me a lot of medication that would just knock out the pain because I would I would wake up with pain and I would go to sleep with pain I had pain was part of my life not just little pain a lot of pain and I was just a young girl you know I was what 17 18 years old and, and, and I, I had had it. I thought, you know what, I, what? What do I do? One day I was sitting in my room and I thought, you know what? I'd heard about this name. But I don't know who he is. I know all these other gods. You know, Hinduism, they believe in 3.3 million gods. You're like, what? Yes. Yeah, they make them up as they go along, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Every village has a god over there. So it's, it's 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 a lot of gods. Aren't you glad you only have one? You only have one. I you twenty thousand You only have one. What's your problem? What is it? And so I was just I was just sitting there in my room. It was all dark, and I had had it with my. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that whole bottle of of pills of painkillers and end it. You know when you're desperate, you think thoughts like that. When you're desperate, you're like, I'm going to end my life. You know, what? if I end my life, I end the pain. You don't think straight. So I was suicidal. I was just thinking about that. And then I thought, you know what, just before I do that, I'm going to just, I'm going to just call. Up. And I said, Jesus. That was nothing. And then I shout again, Jesus. I don't know what happened in that room. And there were, there were no street lights uh, uh, outside that particular room in my bedroom. So it wasn't those, it couldn't have been that light, because there was no street lights outside my bedroom. It was dark, but there was a light in the room, and it grew from a small, tiny light, and it began to grow. I hadn't taken any of the pills, so I was not hallucinating, okay? That's okay so. Yeah. so It was just, it grew, and and I was just, I wasn't intimidated, I mean, my goodness. There's something in your room, you should be intimidated, okay? I wasn't, I just felt a great peace. And the light grew to the point where I couldn't even look at it. I just shut my eyes and then I heard this voice. It was the only time I've heard him audibly, only time. After that, it was always been like you. He speaks to your spirit. And that night, he just, just, it just, just grew so big. And then he said, I am Jesus. I am God. And I felt something just touch my head, my body, and the pain. I I just fell on my face and I don't know how long I was on the floor on my face, but you know the the whole experience started at about 11 o'clock at night and by the time I got off it was about 4 o'clock in the morning so I don't know how long, it it seemed to me like I was there just for 15 minutes but obviously not, you know and so it was was, and and that's it I got up and that's it there was no more light or anything, but I felt a peace. I felt okay. I met God. There's no more pain. I, I don't need treatment. I, I don't need it. I don't, whatever. So I took all of the, and I threw it away in the garbage, you know, all the pills and everything. Well, the next morning, I went to bed. I was, I was just at peace. I, next morning, I heard a knock on the door. I wish it was Jesus, it was, it was my mother. <laughs> I know you're standing right. I'm gonna finish the story. Is that okay? Yeah. okay. Yeah. And then it was my mother, and 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 she was knocking on the door. I forgot it was Friday. I opened the door and I'm like, "Hey, mama," and she said, "What's the matter with you?" I'm like, "Nothing." Well, why aren't you dressed? Dressed? Why am I gonna get dressed? We're going to the temple. We go to the temple every Friday. What's the matter with you? Get dressed. And I'm like. Well, I'm not going to the temple. You're not? What do you mean? You sick? And I thought to myself, maybe I could tell I have COVID. I couldn't because at that time, it was not heard of. I didn't have that excuse. that <laughs> <I live> funny. <fine. laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't have believed it anyway, but anyway. So I told her, I said, I can't go to the temple. She said, why not? I said, mom, uh, I met Jesus. She's like, what? Now, she was uh, the daughter of a long line of chief priests. Okay, so she was like royalty. She, mm-mm. Anyway, so I was like, I met Jesus, and she said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, never mind. But Jesus came into my room, and he's healed me. I don't have pain anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm good, I, I feel great. And she looked at me, yeah, thank you for clapping. She wasn't. She, she looked at me, she said, look, I'm already late, I'm gonna go to the temple. When I come back, we're gonna talk. What do you mean you met Jesus? There's no such thing, but we're gonna talk. And I'm like, oh God. Where's the light show now? <laughs> you know, last night he was all there, was light and everything. Right now, he's not even appearing. Like, okay, so so she leaves and two hours later she comes back and I'm dreading it, but she doesn't come back alone. She comes back with four or five priests. And most of them are my relatives anyway, but 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 there are four or five priests, she brings you know reinforcement to try to, I don't know, exorcise me, maybe. But she comes back and then the priests come in and they say, Bring your daughter to the to the living room. And they put a chair in the living room and then and then they and then they circle me. I'm I'm sitting there. I'm a young girl. I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm, I'm afraid. But then I'm thinking, you know what? I've got Jesus. Listen, I don't care who encircles you. You got Jesus. and and then the priests began to circle me they did just walked around me and they began to push me push my head hit me and they were like give up give it jesus is false he's fake he's not god you're crazy you better repent you better recant of all this jesus nonsense because if you don't your family is going to give you up your family is going to drop you you're not going to inherit Because, you know, in Hindu families, your children inherit stuff. You're not going to inherit. Your parents are going to have to, you know, disown you. Is that what you want? And they, they just intimidated this girl, me. And so I just, all I said, all I felt to do, I don't know what it was, but I know it was God. In my heart, not out loud, but in my heart, I would just say, Jesus. That sometimes you're not gonna have a prayer. You're not you're not gonna have words in your mind to pray. But all you gotta do is say, Jesus. 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 Because the blood is
0: in that name. The Holy Ghost is in that name. The world is in that name. Deliverance is in that name. Joy
5: is in that name. Healing is in that name. And so and so they went and and smacking me and hitting me and cursing me and telling me repent, give up Jesus, he's fake, he's not God. But I wouldn't, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Finally, they stopped. They pointed at my mother and my father. They were standing. They said, "We are leaving right now." The priest told them, "We're leaving. We're going to give up on this because we don't know what it is." access to devour, I will share the rest of the story, but let me tell you this, there's power in this place right now to give you that strength and the power that you need to go out there and kick the devil in the teeth. You've got much power in your field, and the only way that you are going to get to where the Lord had to take me from intimidation to, I'm not worried about nothing. Do you know, do you know how many cousins, Hindu cousins I have right now through Bible study has received the Holy Ghost in the back? Do you know how many? So who wants this unadulterated pure power, power? Who wants it? Come on, girl. Well, Tasha wants it. On speakerphone, Tasha's friend. Let's pray that Tasha's friend on the phone get the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not restricted. You can get the Holy Ghost through the phone. I've prayed for people through the phone before.
3: All right. Anybody
5: else? If you need the power of the Spirit of God, would you come up in front? Would you come up real quick and stand with Tasha? Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I I I want you to come. Tomorrow, your family. So, I don't know whether that's good news or bad news, but that's good news for me. Your family. All right. What's your name, man? Trinis. Sadia? Why is people in Georgia have? pretty names. You know, they got beautiful and inside. My name is Bonnie. i want to change my name. I want to be called Sadia from tomorrow. Seriously. See? Cleo. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Okay, we've got several people here. Robert, oh my goodness. Brother Robert, he got the Holy Ghost yesterday. He was baptized. In oh my. Come on, Come on, this your daughter okay hello how are you ma'am and your son what's your son's you're, you're miss duvall's niece oh my goodness that's powerful right there and you what's your name Zaire. okay
1: Zaire, you want the holy
5: ghost all right oh we've we've got we've got five or six people here wanting the holy ghost now, remember, the full gospel is when you receive the Holy Ghost. The full gospel is you receive the Holy Ghost and you are, you know, you water baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Repentance, water baptism, and receiving the Holy Ghost is the entire gospel. Yeah. And you can't do the gospel meal. <laughs> you know, it's a whole package, right? Yeah. You die, repentance. You're buried, baptism. And you rise again, amen. Anyone else? There are ministers here that will pray with you. Anyone else? Please come. I love it when church people go. Anybody? You can do that. I give you permission. Do that. So we will just talk. Who is it? What? Okay. Come on. Come on, sis. Come on, my love. What's your name? Shania. Shania. All right. Anyone else? Brother, okay, there's my brother over there. Come on, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, look at that lady, she's like. Sir, come on, sir. Can we just make room for this gentleman here? Right here, sir, thank you. Those of you, you're feeling, well, we're going to watch what's going to happen. Come on. Okay? Just come up in front and see from God. Amen? Amen? All All right. right. Pastor, I, I want... I would like Pastor Munden just, just to encourage and speak whatever he has. And then we're going to pray. And then this sister here, she, she's already getting ready with some songs. We're going to have worship. Amen? Now the rest of us, the rest of the body of Christ, what we're going to do is we're going to generate, we're gonna generate Holy Ghost energy towards the front. So this is what I want you to do. This, this is what I want you to do. You extend your hand this way. Not this way. This way. And you pray. first time. But some of you, you may have received it some time ago. Like a year ago, two years ago. And you've never heard yourself speak in tongues since then. You, you've not felt that power moving in you since then. You need to come here as well. Because we want to pray for you, for your refilling. Your infilling. Amen. Okay. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. There's one more sister right here. Come on. What is your name? Shanae And you want the Holy Ghost, and that's your big goal. All right, all right, Pastor London, you take it from here. He's going to give you a word of faith, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to worship God with all kinds of songs. All right, Amen.
6: Everybody say Amen. Amen. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. All right, saints, come on, Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we invite your
5: Receive the Holy Ghost. For us. Amen. But let's enjoy and celebrate
1: the baptisms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have Brother Lucknerson Merville. Brother Lucknerson Merville has been attending for a few weeks how did you come about knowing life and being a part of our service? He said, I asked the Lord, I wanna be closer to you. Since I've been here in Hinesville, I, need, I want to have a place that I can get closer to the Lord. And he said, from that point he Googled, and the Lord gave him life to come here and to worship with us on Google, amen. Google is evangelizing, amen. And, and not only that, he said, from that point up until now, every message that Pastor has preached has spoken directly to him. And so today we're going to baptize Luckerson Merkle in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. I gave them a quick Bible study right before they came up here. So everybody got a quick Bible study. They know about Acts 2, 38, 9, 11. And uh and the only name that we baptize is Jesus name. Amen. We are continue to pray for those who has one Anderson Marvel, upon the honest confession of your faith, your belief in the word of God and the acts of the apostles, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. They should come to church here amen so so while dr Marshall is visiting us here in Georgia somebody in New York is evangelizing for us here amen and uh, Antonio has a story he he had an accident if I'm not if I'm correct and uh, and it has affected him in some ways and also he he came with some pain he was telling me that pain was subsiding just a little when he felt the presence of God, and he was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Amen. And so we have an expectation that God's going to complete that healing, and the blood is going to be applied to his life today. The presence of God is not anything new to Antonio. He hears from God. He let me know that when, when I was praying with him. And so we're just watching the Lord do a continued work in his life. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Antonio Pinero. Upon the honest confession of your faith, your belief in the Acts of the Apostles, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You've got going on this evening. We're going to stay here and celebrate. As long as one is coming to Jesus, amen. We're going to stay here and celebrate. Amen. Amen. To take you down in Jesus' name. Amen. And have His blood applied to your life. Right. We want to pray with Sister Angie. She's going to be traveling before we leave today. I know our service is going over, so those that need to be dismissed, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. We uh, do have our regular services throughout the week. We have the. Uh, Hyphen has a a retreat at the end of the week. Other than that, our services are the same as they were. Um, We definitely want to appreciate Dr. Marshall and all of her contributions to our prayer conference and our service today. Amen. Many uh, live. Affected by her ministry and her testimony, but she's not by herself. Dr. Marshall and uh, her husband—they have a church work in Staten Island, New York. So we definitely want to honor her. We want to—we want to honor the Marshall family, her husband, of uh, giving her the opportunity to be while they pastor a church together. That means a lot for her to take out that time, evangelize here in this prayer service and our church service today. Have our hearts been spoken to in this service today? Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord has done. Many filled with the Holy Ghost. I wish I kept up with the number of folks today. That top 10 filled with the Holy Ghost. And I didn't count how many were baptized. Okay. Ten baptized. Fourteen baptized. The number is many. As many as believe were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost today in the name of Jesus. And we're just thankful for what Dr. Marshall did to contribute to that. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer if the ministry team would... Pray with Sister Angie. We want to pray the Lord's grace and mercy. Traveling angels to go out before her, protect and keep her while she travels. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I'm thankful for the Duvalls and the prayer team, Sister Crystal and several of those that are part of that team. We want to continue to keep them in prayer while we pray. We also want to pray for our pastor, our pastor's wife. We want to keep Pastor and Sister Crutchfield in prayer as they are, du- are um, facilitating a funeral as well as traveling back on the road. Lord, we give you praise and glory. We magnify you. Bless us the Angie, O oh God. Go out before her. Allow angels to keep her, O oh Lord God, on the road. We pray for our pastor and our first lady. Oh Lord, we joy with the Lord. Just because I don't have a smile on my face doesn't mean that I don't have joy. I can have a sad face and still rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Because of the God we serve. We all serve that same God. Be blessed. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.